0: And here we go. Hour 1 in the rearview mirror. Armed American Radio's Monster Cast the second hour is upon us here live at AAR Ranch busting out on hundreds of radio stations around the nation in the Car Firearms Group studios on the Sig Sauer Platinum microphone. It's all being brought to you today and every day by the Great X Insurance, Greg over in Dallas, Tejas. Welcome in, brother man. Yep, here we go. Hour 2. Let's tell people where to watch us in high definition and jump in the chat if they want to. I understand it's been pretty active today already. How do we do that? I don't know how we did it, but they were there early, ready to get their show and chat
2: on. So that's how it goes. Anyways, if you'd like to watch the show, uh, head on over to armedamericanradio.org. Cross the top of that page. You'll see all the links. The Watch Live, so you can see Mark in 1080p. The Listen Live, in case you're driving. Uh, The podcast link in case you've missed a broadcast of uh, the Sunday MonsterCast or the Daily Defense Show and the show or the uh, shop app. So if you want to support the show, head over there and pick you something nice up. Uh, And lastly, if you'd like to join the live chat, well, you can head on over to your app store, grab the Telegram messaging app, create your profile and search for Armed
0: American Radio Conversations. Bam, pow, whammo, zam, zowie. There you are. That gets you in. And I am sporting my A.W.R. Hawkins hat right now because A.W.R. Hawkins joins us live awr breakbart news welcome in my brother from another mother how you doing today my friend
3: oh, i'm doing i'm doing good
0: i have your hat on and i love this awr hawkins hat i think i'm going to take it to sig with me and sport it and i'm sure i'll get lots of fun comments from everybody up at sig who knows you and loves you dearly so i think i'll do that just for fun how's that, Is that okay
3: well, i sound, sound like a great move
0: Sounds like a plan. Okay. All right. Let's get started. And before we go to our regular reporting on Chicago and stuff, there's a story that you wrote that I I have to tell you when I looked at it, I double-taked, triple-taked, and went, did I just read that headline right? Five-year-old on cocaine fatally shoots 16-month-old on marijuana? How does this even work?
3: You read it. You read it right, sadly. what. That's why the father uh, is being charged. Uh, father was home asleep. Uh, the five-year-old with cocaine in his system shot, God, his, 16, shot his 16-month-old uh, brother in the head. Killed him. Just,
0: uh, all right, help me wrap my head around this. How does a five-year-old, and this occurred in Indiana, right? Correct. How does a, how does a five-year-old become high on cocaine without assistance from family? I mean, how does Uh, that even work? I don't even know how that works.
3: I think that's the question that's being asked, and that's why the charges have been filed.
0: And now you have a one-year-old baby gone because of this, and and drugs, uh, good heavens, this is a terrible story to report. I I, I wasn't sure that I read that that properly. I honestly wasn't. I looked at that and thought, I, I don't know how that can possibly be. Ladies and gentlemen, it takes all kind. And it's just proof, AWR, that no matter what you do, no matter what law is on the books, I don't care under what topic it is, there are just stupid people out there that are going to do stupid things regardless. Right. Isn't that who we protect ourselves against is idiots like this that walk amongst us?
3: Right. No, it's right. And, you know, the the mother of the house had the gun. uh, And so um, allegedly she had two guns, but uh, they she claimed they were put up out of the reach of the children. Allegedly, they weren't. And uh, here we are.
0: Well, they clearly weren't. It's impossible to to discern anything else they clearly were not there are stupid people out there ladies and gentlemen and this is just reflective of that it's utter stupidity Uh, on that note i'm gonna go to a happy ending story real quick i was gonna save it but i think we need a happy ending story here how was how does a probation absconder get shot by a north carolina homeowner hmm how does that work
3: oh yeah Uh, i think he goes out he rattles the back door doorknob a little bit then he goes out and tries to get into the tool shed i don't i think that's how you do it and uh It'd been anyway I think you get a uh, you get shot for that in North Carolina and that's how it worked
0: and no charges are going to be filed against the homeowner because this is a clear-cut case of ladies and gentlemen what we refer to here on this broadcast for years a true happy ending story let's go to Chicago we'll go bad good bad it because Chicago this this just gets worse it, it's hard to to wrap your head around that that it can get worse but you are reporting. Uh, today, that Mayor Johnson, Chicago, nine women shot as multiple gunmen opened fire. What happened in Chicago again? Good heavens. Right.
3: Yeah. About 1 a.m. this morning, there was a gathering. And uh, I believe it was a black jeep that pulled up and multiple armed people hopped out and just started shooting. Uh, they shot nine, killed one, left one critically wounded. Uh a mess. But you got to remember. All those Illinois residents, particularly those Chicago residents, y'all can take hard because you got gun control and gun control is going to keep you safe.
0: Twenty eight year old woman, ladies and gentlemen, a victim in critical condition, was shot eight times in her torso and she is alive right now, but in critical condition. That could change as we speak now. And uh, while we're on this subject, I didn't go here I went a little bit earlier. I'm going to pull up the numbers. That will change during the program today out of Chicago. And let's take a look at what we've got Uh, as of right now, 7 p.m. 7 p.m. Central Time. Just two hours ago, 39 wounded. And these are weekend numbers, AWR. 39 wounded and 5 killed. Those numbers are going to go up again at about 11 o'clock Eastern time, 10 Central, or at least by midnight when we get a final update. So far, July to date, 289 people shot and wounded. Total shot, 337. Of those 337, 48 were killed. 48 were killed. Year to date in Chicago. We're pushing 2,000 again, and that number's going to far surpass 2,000. Total shot, 1,796. Wounded of that, 1,456. Think of these numbers, 1,456. 340 killed. 340 people killed in Chicago alone, where, as you just mentioned, AWR, gun control is going to save the day. I mean, I'm sure it's going to. It's got to. They have all the gun control that Newsom and the Democrats want, and we see these numbers. You want to comment on that before we move on?
3: all right i mean they do they have uh for people who don't know they have universal background checks a 72-hour waiting period on gun purchases multiple assault weapons bans because there's a state level ban there's a cook county ban there's a naperville ban they have bans on uh quote unquote high capacity magazines they have a licensing requirement for gun owners on and on. All of these things that the Democrats promise will, they have a red flag law. All these things the Democrats promise will keep us safe. They have them and they also have nearly 40 shot already this weekend and by tomorrow morning we could be over 50. Who knows? Yeah, but uh, yeah. folks, someone you got to put it together. You got to make it simple when you talk it to the left though because you'll notice they they kind of they dribble a lot off their mouth when they talk to you. A lot of runs out there, not bright. But you say it slow, and you just say, gun control empowers criminals. Just say it slow, and maybe they'll get it.
0: Yeah, they won't. <laughs> you can say it as slow as you want, and they're not going to get it. AWR, that reminds me of Matthew McConaughey is out now talking about guns and gun control again. And he puts himself out as this big Second Amendment advocate. You know, he grew up in Texas. He's from Uvalde. We get this nonsense from him. And and you've covered him in the past in his gun control positions, masquerading as the gun guy. You know, I like to hunt and all this good stuff. He's talking about the gun control that you were just referring to. And he says, look, I don't understand why we just can't come together and at least pass universal background checks and assault weapons bans. Didn't you just prove to us just now that none of it works? Right. It so what is work. his purpose for this? What, what, what are they trying to accomplish? What is he trying to do? Why does that make him feel good? Why, does, why do Chicago politicians like Mayor Johnson feel good about the gun control they have that is an utter failure? What makes them feel good about it?
3: Well, because ultimately you got to always know when when they promise you something and that something doesn't work, but they continue to push it, there's an ulterior motive if it's with alternate fuel, you know there's money to be made, there are deals to be made with China or whoever there's government subsidies that can go to pay for votes. There's all kinds of things that can be involved when it's gun control, it's the same deal there's an ulterior motive, and the motive for Democrats is control That's it's it. just control. And they That's don't
0: care. Power and control.
3: They don't want to keep you safe. They don't want you safe from them. They want to be able to come in and tell you how to live.
0: That's what. They That's do. it. AWR Hawkins. We have one more segment with AWR Hawkins from Breitbart News. Mark Walters here at AAR Ranch in the Car Firearms Group Studios on the Sig Sauer mic. All brought to you by X Insurance. And I'm sporting my AWR Hawkins hat. You should go get one. Maybe we can tell you how to do that. If they're even left, they might not even be. We'll be right back.
5: It's well known that we live in a world where even good police officers can become targets for frivolous lawsuits. At X-Insurance, we provide custom liability insurance for police officers to eliminate your exposure, to help prevent you from becoming a target, and to protect you from unscrupulous lawyers. And, if lawsuits do arise, we aggressively fight them. We do this in part by encouraging our law enforcement clients to take the X-Insurance See It, Say Something pledge. We're the very best at what we do, and we've been doing it for more than 40 years. We offer same-day quotes and solutions, so call us today or have your insurance agent call us, and we can work with them to fill any gaps in your existing insurance policy. But call today, and let's get that target off your back. At X-Insurance, we believe in good police officers, and we believe in protecting good police officers. For more information, visit xinsurance.com. That's xinsurance.com.
0: The following segment of Armed American Radio is being brought to you by Defender Coffee. When you drink Defender Coffee, you're making a donation to a gun rights organization of your choice that protects and defends your freedoms. Welcome back to the show. Oh, we woke up with Defender Coffee at Armed American Radio Ranch this morning. We do every day. DefenderCoffee.com. Support the Second Amendment with every sip of coffee you take. In my case, a portion of the profits of every bag that shows up at AAR Ranch goes to the Second Amendment Foundation. That is a win-win and a no-brainer. Believe me, drink coffee, support the Second Amendment. Simple as that. DefenderCoffee.com. Use that promo code AAR and thank them. They've been with us for many, many years. Car Firearms Group Studios live up for you. Six hour Mike on Fire. It's all being brought to you by X-Insurance. Talking with AWR Hawkins from Breitbart News. AWR, I want to stay on gun-controlled. Let's go to Washington State now. Washington State has an assault weapons ban. Washington State has a high-capacity magazine ban and I put those in quotes, universal background checks, a red flag law, a gun storage law, regulations on firearms that Democrats, as you say, describe as ghost guns, and numerous other controls. But what happened in Washington State at a Safeway grocery store on Friday night where apparently we need that one extra law? What happened?
3: Yeah, well, again, someone (laughs) rolled up there and opened fire, and again, uh, they were looking for suspects, with an S, not a suspect. So, uh, I'm, the police chief said it's pretty amazing how many rounds were fired. And, um, so, you know, I don't know that it was a gang hit. I don't know what it was. I don't have that ability to say that. I don't know. But... uh it doesn't sound like uh, these are the kind of folks that usually try their luck at holding up uh, hot dog stands. This is a, you know, this was it seemed like it was intended to be violent. And
0: uh, and that's what it was. Well, you say that, you know, you you were talking about multiple shooters here. And I have to say this about the it was a police chief that said that. Yes. D.S. OK. Well, I would like to ask that police chief, because he's clearly mistaken. I mean, there's a high-capacity magazine ban. There can't possibly have been that many rounds fired. Uh, he must be mistaken.
3: Right. Well, you know, uh, he said it happened, so I trust him. Uh, but just like mm-hmm. Chicago, you know, uh, these, these laws are a joke. Uh, there's not a single criminal who, when ARs are banned or whatever is banned, there's not a single one that, that turns his in. It just doesn't happen. Rather, they see opportunity. Mm-hmm. Now the good guys can't defend themselves. It's time to roll. That's what the bad guys think. And that's why I often tweet, and I'll just say it now, if there were a... An international gun ban, and if our Congress voted tomorrow that every gun privately owned had to be handed over by the end of this week, three months from now, if somebody breaks in my house i 'll shoot them four times
0: yeah i 'm with you on that one, and i i think I think a lot of armed American radio listeners understand that as well it 's important to point out too, ladies and gentlemen that bloomberg 's every town for gun safety. Has ranked Washington in the top ten. I think it's number ten on the list. Is that right, AWR? As far as the best Uh, gun control in the nation, number ten. Right. And yet, I guess if you follow the gun violence archives, what is likely going to turn out to be whatever it was, this is going to go down also as a mass shooting as well, too. Right. This this, just simply because of the number of victims.
3: It'll be reported that way. uh... And people are so dumb now that, you know, they've been so dumbed down down by the gun violence deal. they might even believe it. But as you and I discussed maybe three weeks ago, I think it's to our advantage that they describe everything as a mass shooting because the phrase loses its force and people just ignore it. So they're hurting themselves by doing that.
0: I, I agree. And it was. We talked about it a few weeks ago on the program because they are forcing themselves. They're boxing themselves into a corner by doing such. Because they're going to have to eventually acknowledge where their numbers are coming from, and it's from their own cities. And it highlights and exemplifies their own failed policies, as we've been talking about, ladies and gentlemen, in gun-controlled Washington and gun-controlled Chicago and every other Democrat-run city. We pick on these two now because these two stories highlight what it is we're discussing and what we discuss every week. Quickly, because I want to talk about this. Well, let's do this first because I don't want to miss this opportunity. But – reporting your reporting and, of course, Washington Examiner reported upwards of six in 10 Americans may own guns. Now, this is interesting. You and I talked about this off air earlier today and why we think this number is what it is. All of a sudden you and I have known these numbers to be the case. And here it is finally getting some legs. What's going on with this? Why now all of a sudden is it six in 10 Americans and not three in 10 Americans that are gun owners?
3: Well, it's a Rutgers study where the Rutgers study, I think they uh, interviewed 3,500 people. And I think they had, uh, let's say, fourteen to 1,600 that said, yes, I own guns. And uh, then they had almost uh, a little bit less than that number say, no, I don't own guns. And then they had um, uh, a number of people that were just kind of sketchy on it, you know. And what they assume is that because of uh, – the way people were given answers, they, they assumed that there is a completely secret or unknown group of gun owners who, if you call them and say, do I own a gun, are going to tell you to stick it where the sun don't shine and hang up. And uh, and so they assumed that, let's say there were 1,200 people that said, no, I don't own a gun. They assume half of those people do own a gun. And uh, so what it does is it brought Rutgers to the point where now you're up from, let's say, uh, 3 in 10 homes or 3.5 in 10 homes own a gun. You're up from that figure to 6 in 10 Americans or 60%. And uh, as I told you on the phone today, this sure sounds a lot more sensible to me because I reported two years ago, not last month, two years ago, there were 434 million guns made just for sale in the U.S. in the previous 25 years. That's not counting the millions of guns that existed before those 25 years, nor the guns that have been sold since. In 2022, 17 million were sold in the U.S. in that year alone. So that's at least 17 on top of the 434 million. And so, sure, it makes sense that 6 out of 10 Americans would own a gun, particularly— With what we're seeing with constitutional carry sweeping the nation, with women getting concealed carry permits, with minorities getting concealed carry permits, the left hates to hear it. But it's just not – they're so far behind the game. My dad used to say, boy, I'm so far behind, I feel like I'm ahead. And that's how the left must feel right now because they're losing on this one and they're losing bad.
0: What's interesting to me, and ladies and gentlemen, AWR and I talked about this earlier today and where I'm getting ready to go here uh, was part of that conversation. And that is when you consider the fact that, well, first off, I think the numbers, I think it's bigger than six. But if you go to the mainstream media, we don't believe anything the media tells us ever. They, They lie to us all day. The reason they tell us it's three in 10 Americans is because they're trying to demonize you for being a gun owner or to try to dissuade you from becoming a gun owner by telling you, oh, it's just a minority of Americans that own guns. You don't need to be in that group. AWR, they're flat out wrong. We've only got about 15 seconds, but I think you agree with that, right?
3: hundred percent, hundred percent agree. They want you to think it's the same old bunch of old white folks buying it. And, and I'm like, no, no, all those Confederate Democrats, they all died in the 1800s. They're gone.
0: <laughs> Armed American Radio's monster cast will be back at the bottom of the hour. Four minutes from now, Dr. John Lott will be here with us. And we'll likely talk about that study and some other work that John has done at crimeresearch.org. A.W.R. Hawkins, Breitbart News. Thank you, brother. We'll see you soon. I'll be back right after this.
6: Armed American Radio listeners, the Gun Rights Policy Conference for 2023 is upon us, the GRPC.
0: This year being held in beautiful Phoenix, Arizona at the Marriott Phoenix Hotel at the airport, September 22nd through September 24th. This year's theme is Road to Liberty. Come meet me, AWR Hawkins, Alan Gottlieb, John Lott, and many others. Again, September 22nd through September 24th, the Gun Rights Policy Conference. Visit saf.org to register today. Register at saf.org. We'll see you there. segment of Armed American Radio is being brought to you by Mike Lindell and MyPillow. Don't forget to use the promo code AAR at MyPillow.com. Welcome back. Welcome back indeed. Mark Walters here at AAR Ranch. The Car Firearms Group Studios are on fire for you. Hundreds of radio stations tuned in around the nation. Thank you to all of our great affiliates over all of these years. Now in our 15th year, remarkable run. On the Sig Sauer mic, I will be leaving for Sig Sauer very, very early tomorrow morning in New Hampshire, taking the family with me. We're going to go up and have some fun. We're going to broadcast Armed American Radio's Daily Defense from the Sig Sauer Academy on Wednesday, 4 to 6 p.m. Eastern time. We'll be live both hours there, and that will be 1 to 3 p.m. Pacific time. It's all being brought to you by X Insurance, so make sure to check it out. If you're watching the video screens, television sets your devices whatever we appreciate it you can thank daniel defense you can also uh, thank lead slingers for that please go out of your way to support all of our partners that make this all possible you can find them all at armed american radio and armed american news one of those partners is the crime prevention research center and that is crimeresearch.org and you hear john lott on the program regularly dr lott welcome to the show my friend it's always a pleasure to have you
2: oh great having me
0: talking to you thanks for having me on Absolutely. I want to start by quoting. I talked about this earlier with Mr. Gottlieb in the first hour, but the Biden administration withholding funding from schools with hunting and archery programs. And you've got this up at org, Ladies and gentlemen, I would highly recommend that you go over and read this at Crime Research, but let's quote just a little bit about this. According to federal guidance circulated among hunting education groups and shared with Fox News Digital, the Department of Education determined that under the Bipartisan Safer Communities Act, that's the gun control bill that Biden passed had passed last year with help from 15 Republicans, by the way, in the Senate, school hunting and archery classes are precluded from receiving federal funding. The interpretation could impact millions of American children enrolled in such programs. It's a negative for children. As a former educator of 30 plus years, I also always i'm always trying to find a way to engage students tommy floyd who is the president of the national archery and schools program he told fox news digital that in an interview in many communities he continued it's a shooting sport and the skills from shooting sports that help young people grow to be responsible adults they also benefit from relationships with role models john what's going on here well, I mean, obviously, there's been a lot of mass killings with archery
2: going on right now, so right. we really have to get a handle on that. And, of course, one way to increase safety is to get rid of hunter safety courses. I mean, I, you know, these things seem obvious, so I'm glad Biden is finally stepping <laughs> forward on that. But, I mean, I mean, you can't pick up a newspaper any day without seeing a headline about some new archery attack that's occurred. So... You know, it's just crazy stuff. It's just it's part and parcel of the whole thing. So like for hunting, you know, they're putting forward regulations dealing with uh, lead bullets. Um, You know, uh, even, you know, even Democratic administrations like Clinton, you know, the EPA said that, you know, unless you go and you eat the lead pellets that are there, uh, you know, you're not going to really have a problem. And so, but, you know, it's not as guns. I mean, even for fishermen using lead weight, uh, they're going after those things. And, uh, you know, it's it's not just that. I mean, we just come out recently that apparently thousands of gun dealers have been put out of business because of the Biden administration's zero tolerance policy. It's just part and parcel of one of many things. You know, the fact that they're this ESG stuff, that they're putting pressure on, financial institutions not to go and do business with uh, companies and industries that they don't like, whether it be energy or whether it be uh, people in the firearms industry. and then Go try to run a business if uh, financial institutions won't handle your credit cards for your customers or the checks for other things. I mean, there are ways around it, but, uh, but they're much more costly, and they make it so the companies are going out of business.
0: John this is uh, to me anyway so obvious as to what's going on here and I, I want to step away from the word rights for just a moment and go to the word tradition or traditions it is clear to me that the administration in a, uh, is in a full-on attack on the traditions held by many Americans Over many years. In this case, it's clearly an attempt to end hunting in this country. Now, you point out in your piece over at CrimeResearch.org, ladies and gentlemen, this is the Biden administration's interpretation of the 2022 Bipartisan Safer Communities Act. Forbidding federal funding for schools that have hunting or archery classes will end schools having those classes. It's hard to see. How eliminating hunter safety classes will make people safer, nor is it clear how this will help wildlife. Hunters keep wildlife populations in balance. Hunters also contribute $796 million a year for conservation programs through state licenses and fees. Also, how does ending archery classes make communities safer? John, this is a full-on assault on the traditions that many Americans share with their families, for example, on Thanksgiving Day, maybe in the morning or on the weekend this is about ending your hunting camp isn't it john
2: uh, i mean it's pretty direct as i said though it's just one out of many similar actions that they're taking on this just to deal with guns i mean i think there's a reason why gun control groups have aligned themselves with anti-hunting type people they know that Children who grow up in families that do hunting are more likely to go and own guns when they're older. Uh, They figure if they can stop these kids from getting involved in hunting when when they're younger, maybe they can stop them from doing it when they're older. And so, but, you know, these nationwide schools get about 9% of their budgets from the federal government. Uh, you know, you try threatening to take away 9%, I guarantee you you're going to get their attention. And they're going to, you know, a lot of the schools probably are, that still do it, probably just do it for, you know, inertia that they've had these programs in for a long time. People know how left wing a lot of the teachers are and administrators. Some of them may be just looking for an excuse um, to go and get rid of these programs. But you attach the 9% or so uh, for finances. The amazing thing to me is that you have people like John Tester from Montana. Uh, uh, Montana is third in the country in terms of the percentage of the population, which are hunters, uh, have hunting licenses. Uh, But, you know, West Virginia is up there, too, Uh, with uh, Joe Manchin. He also voted for this bill. But you have some Republicans like uh, Murkowski in Alaska. Alaska is eighth in terms of the percentage of the adult population there with hunting licenses. So, you know, uh, they got 15 Republican senators, you know, Cornyn from Texas, uh, uh, McConnell from Kentucky, uh, leading Republicans who voted uh, for this bill. Uh, And you had 14 Republicans in the House who voted for it also. Now, there are other things in this, but, I mean, you and I, I'm sure, um, I know we talked about it before, I don't think we probably find anything useful in it. They put aside a lot more money to encourage states to adopt red flag laws. They have a provision in there supposedly to protect due process, but if you actually read what the Republicans agreed to on that, all they're saying is at some point in the process, there has to be due process. So you can take away a person's guns, but as long as you have a court hearing eventually, you know, it could be a month later or something like that, then, uh, you know, then it, it meets the criteria that they have. I just have a friend of mine, uh, very close friend, Andy Pollack, uh, mm-hmm. who's lost his daughter, Meadow, at the... Uh, the Parkland school shooting, who's just been having to deal with these extreme risk protection orders. He has neighbors. He moved from Florida to Oregon, uh, you know, I, I think in part just to get. It past the memory of his daughter uh, dying hey, John, do me, John do
0: me a favor This we're getting ready to take a break and I want to hear this and I know listeners do too and I don't want to let you get any farther in and then get cut off so when we come back we're going to go back to Andy Powell. I'm not familiar with what John's getting ready to tell us and I know like me you want to hear it as well in its entirety without a break John Lott, crimeresearch.org we're going to finish this story when we come back after this break don't go away
5: As a gun owner, have you ever thought about the liability that would come with having to use your weapon in self-defense, or the liability that would come with having one of your guns stolen or misused? Or perhaps you work in a profession like security or law enforcement that requires you to carry a gun. Regardless, it's well known that responsible gun owners and security professionals across the country have become targets of frivolous lawsuits. At X-Insurance, we provide custom firearm liability insurance to eliminate your exposure and to protect you from unscrupulous
0: Hey, this final segment of Armed American Radio is being sponsored by Crossbreed Holsters. Make sure to visit CrossbreedHolsters.com. Now let's get back to me. Armed American Radio's Monster Cast continues here in the Car Firearms Group Studios live from AAR Ranch on the Sig Sauer microphone. It's all being brought to you by X Insurance. As you know, I want to remind you again, Andy Hoosier will be filling in for me while I try to take at least four or five days off with my family next week for the first time in many, many years, but we will be combining that with a live broadcast from Sig Sauer Academy on Wednesday, 4 to 6 p.m. Eastern, 1 to 3 Pacific. So make sure to tune in. It's going to be a great program. And we appreciate all of our affiliates. Welcome back to the program. Dr. John Lott, let's continue the conversation. And you were talking about Andrew Pollock, an individual I know well. Proud to call him a friend. And I want to hear this. He's been dealing with some red flag issues. Let's Let's continue that conversation. You were mentioning that he had moved from Florida to Oregon. If you would take it away, sir.
2: Sure. Well, he had uh, some neighbors who moved in next door to him pretty much about the same time he moved to, to Oregon. Uh, who we were from California and uh, it started off with kind of a property dis- dispute. They were claiming that some of his land uh, was theirs. Uh, he ends up winning that very handily. Uh, they had no case really. Uh, but then uh they decided that they were going to go after him on the risk, using extreme risk protection orders where they claimed that, you know, he was making threats and what have you. Uh, there was obviously, as you know, with these things and as we've talked about many times, there's no due process initially. So they went in, claimed there was a threat, you know, with the written complaint and the judge gave it to him. And then uh, Good Lord. Andy got locked out of his house one time. His wife is uh, a doctor. And so they agreed to meet up in this parking lot for this mall. It's not like there's a lot of malls in the rural area that they're in. And uh, anyway, the neighbor who had the extreme risk protection order uh, happened to be in the parking lot there. And uh, she claimed that Andy had been following her, which Uh, It later turned out was obviously false from cameras at the mall there. But uh, she called the police. The police came and arrested him, and he ended up getting put in jail for 20 hours. And uh, anyway, when they finally went to court for, you know, putting the extreme risk protection order in place for a longer period of time the judge didn't even require that Andy have to put on his, his side of the case because the judge said, there's no threat here. Andy has not made any threats. And so that fell. And then when they had to, for the contempt for him, you know, violating this order, which shouldn't have been in place to begin with, uh, as I say, cause there was no threat that was there. Uh, he ended up winning that, um, and, you know, so, but he was in a situation where, because of the extreme, there was protection order, he couldn't have a gun. And uh, he lives God, in that's... rural Oregon, and there are bears, and there's mountain lions. And, in fact, there was a mountain lion that showed up right next to his house. Fortunately, he had a dog with him, and the dog kind of did battle with the mountain lion, but the dog had to have a number of stitches. I've seen pictures of the dog where His face is cut up, and his he had um, uh, one of the claws I guess, got into his side, and he had to have stitches and stuff like that. The dog, but you know, fortunately, the dog was there. But he didn't have his gun because, you know, even though he would normally carry it around, because of the dangerous animals that are around there. Uh, And then, if that's not bad enough. uh, Uh, Some other neighbors now, the day that he got the judge to finally throw out uh, the contempt order on the original uh, extreme risk protection order, now other neighbors had filed, and he had that in place, and he has to go back to court to go and deal with that. But it's cost him money, uh, it's taking his time, and it was dangerous because he, as I said, he didn't have his gun there and wasn't able to go and protect himself. So, you know, a lot of this seems to be political. Um, These neighbors have been working with this really left-wing group called Thousand Friends of Oregon. And uh, this group has kind of helped them with the original property dispute that they had and, and other things. And it just seems like, you know, here you have... Uh, Because some people don't like Andy's politics, uh, have really just gone out of their way to use the the government and the legal system to kind of weaponize and go after him on different things.
0: John, this is what I'm shocked by what I'm hearing. Utterly shocked by what I'm hearing, and sadly, I'm not surprised. Particularly in a place like Oregon. and he's a salt-of-the-earth type guy.
2: I mean, he's right. just really a decent guy. And it's just, you know, and he's been through hell. And to go and have people kind of weaponize the government against him, and this is only part of it. I mean, they've been, uh, these neighbors have called up animal control like 15 times to come after him and gone after the water quality people. Uh, they've gone after... Uh, you know the building uh, don't code people to go after him. Uh, time after time, I mean, nothing happens because Andy hasn't done anything wrong on these things. But it's just been a real hassle that they've had to go and deal with.
0: I, I'm shocked. I, I really, truly am because you're right. Andy Pollock is is a salt of the earth guy, and he's been through his family's been through hell. And this, ladies and gentlemen, this is the left. This is why we talk about the dangers of these red flag laws and how they can be used when they're weaponized like this and that's clearly what's happening here and I got to be honest with you when you when I hear Oregon and I hear judge I would have maybe thought a different outcome because of left wing but I guess this was so egregious and and got handed it to the judge in this case I don't know I I am I'm shocked but I'm not John good lord it's terrible so I guess in Oregon, your neighbors can initiate a red flag if they don't like you. Clearly, right? This is the danger, ladies and gentlemen. This is this is happening across the country. John, take it away. We've only got about thirty seconds.
2: I mean, people talk about the dangers of these things like red flag laws, and you have state after state that's making it so it's easier and easier for other people to go and ask for these things you know there's like no penalty for somebody going and making false complaints i mean i've worked at the u.s sentencing commission i've worked in the department of justice people lie in courts all the time they're rarely charged with perjury almost never um and uh you know it's you can destroy people's lives on this i mean andy is somebody who has worked with police, has donated his time and efforts to go and help out police over time. And, you know, it's just amazing the way he's been treated.
0: Yeah, that's incredible. I I thank you for bringing us the story. Uh, I'm going to reach out. And uh, Oregon listeners, you're on the air with us right now on a a number of stations. I, I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you. It's why we do what we do. John, thank you for bringing that to Armed American Radio. Well, today. He's I so involved
2: everything. in this. He, he, I don't think Andy can speak out for a while. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. I, I won't, I, so it's I not would... something I want to bring on air, but nonetheless, just for support. Good heavens, incredible stuff. John Lott, crimeresearch.org. Go read everything John puts out there. You get the facts from John, not the nonsense from the mainstream media and what they want you to hear. This is how it's weaponized, ladies and gentlemen. This is why we fight red flags, Now you know. Now you've heard it firsthand. Good heavens. All right, when we come back, a classic Armed American Radio roundtable. Brad Primo will be out. Neil McCabe will be here. Justin Moon, CEO of Car Arms, will be here. And Lee the Gunwriter Williams will be filling in for Brad. We'll be back at six minutes after the hour.